0: I'd seen pictures of the creature before, but pictures didn't come close to capturing how horrible it was in real life. The set animal, Bass said, confirming my fear. Hi! And, and hello. hello!
1: Welcome to Into the Riordan Verse, a Rick Riordan read along podcast where we read the books that aren't a part of the Camp Half blood Chronicles.
0: This includes Percy Jackson and the Olympians, The Heroes of Olympus, and The Trials of Apollo.
1: Today we continue our look into The King Chronicles, The Red Pyramid, chapters 21 and 22.
0: Aunt Kitty to the Rescue, and Leroy meets the Locker of Doom. Hey, Hal, how are you?
1: I'm I'm alive
0: you're alive uh that is good to know it's good to know that listen it'd be very tragic if you died mainly because I would miss you and our friendship and you know you're a good person but also I have no idea how to continue a podcast without you I bother you. Listen, listen. At this point, it's it's become kind of sweet that I bother you every week to to record, and I'm kicking you, and I'm like, "Record, damn it, record!" And you're like, "But I, I want to like go do other stuff." And I'm like, "Shut up and record."
1: You have you have the, literally the worst schedule on the face of the earth. I'm like, "Hey, I'm sitting up for five hours during the day. Can we do it?" And then you're like, "No, I have responsibilities." And then it's like it's dark outside, and I need to do stuff, and you're like. Now it's time to record.
0: <laughs> Why do you do all your stuff at night?
1: Because I like to sleep during the day.
0: That sounds interesting. Hal, there's a few new things that have happened recently. Number one, as you just heard, we have a theme song.
1: Uh, no, we don't. We don't have a theme song. He lies.
0: That, that Hal does not particularly like because it's not cool enough for him, but I think it's nice and charismatic and it's so cheesy it's so cheesy and poppy which is exactly what i asked for
1: so cheesy
0: i'd like to give special thanks to kobe Ofi on fiverr he did this theme song for us for a very affordable price i'd like to say yes hal i paid money for this very good theme song
1: oh you're you're bugging (laughs) you're bugging
0: no i'm not hal
1: you're super bugging Oh, Al,
0: listen, it's okay. It's okay. Listen, look look at me. It's okay.
1: You're 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 wiling the whole way out.
0: <laughs> well, we can agree to disagree. I'm sure it'll grow on you by the time we're done with these books. Uh I if not that. if not grow on you, at least you'll tolerate it. You're
1: you're you're underestimating how stubborn I am. And how cheesy this song is.
0: I know how stubborn you are. I've known you for five years. Right. Like... Hal, I, I just want to bring to your attention, we have known each other officially for five years. Like, we met... It's, uh, only, in
1: f- it's only been five years?
0: We've we've met spring semester of 2015 in college. Or, no, sorry, uh, autumn semester, I mean. Fall semester. It's been five years, Hal. Sh- Can you believe it? Oh, shit!
1: <laughs> oh. Damn, I'm old. Okay. Oh.
0: <laughs> if I had actually listened to my professors and did my homework, I would have had my bachelor's by now.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Same. Same, but same, same. I
0: didn't. It's big oof. Uh, the other thing is, Hal, um, this is going to be news to you, but I cheated on you.
1: Oh. Is so there, you... there are many questions attached to that. <laughs>
0: So, you know how we're a uh, uh, Rick Riordan and read-along podcast that does not read the Percy Jackson books? Mm-hmm. And you know how this is your, your and mine podcast? Mm-hmm. Well, tomorrow, after this episode has been uploaded, so tomorrow, Wednesday, there may be a special bonus episode going up with another Percy Jackson podcaster uh, reading The Last Trials of Apollo book.
1: You Traitor.
0: Yeah, I broke our rule and I recorded an episode without you. Oh, Gigi. Uh, we'll find out who that is tomorrow. Stay tuned. It's a nice special guest. Um, Halyard, did you just like spoon something in your mouth?
1: No, I keep hearing a weird noise, and I'm trying to figure out what the noise is. But uh,
0: then the weird noise is your mom.
1: Uh it's not. It's not. She. She is in the other room.
0: Also, Hal, we got some emails. And these time ta- and this time they're actually good emails.
1: They're they're positive.
0: They're positive.
1: No one's complaining about me eating my mic. What?
0: I mean we also, <laughs> got, three, I also, we also got three more emails from people who were listening to the older episodes. Like, why does Hal's mic suck? And oh, I'm like, just just reason. just 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 catch up. You'll, you'll <laughs> just, get to it. Just catch up. <laughs> just just burden through those two episodes that are really bad, and you'll get to this one.
1: It's like I swear, I'm not swallowing my mic. I swear.
0: <laughs> uh, listen. From are you sure about that? I I I sit there editing the uh, the audio, and I swear you're like the mic is your in, in your in your esophagus. No. So we have an episode. For, uh, an episode. We have an email from Amelia. Amelia says, "Dear, into the rare universe. I I I strongly don't like that." I would have preferred Dear Robert and Hal or Dear Howell and mm. But um
1: No, we have she's... to change our legal name to into the Ryordanverse. First name into middle name the
0: <laughs> Last name Ryord inverse. Oh god. <laughs> um, who says, um, hello, I'm a 12-year-old girl and I really like your podcast. I feel bad that 12-year-olds are listening to this podcast. Mm. I really like Into the Riordanverse Inverse, as well as other Percy Jackson podcasts like The Half-Blood Report and Radio Camp Half-Blood. Every week when you guys upload, we, we don't upload every week, sweetie. <laughs> I wish. Uh, well, we're we're starting to now. I'm bugging you to upload every week now.
1: Yeah, with your, your, trashola, your trashola schedule, yes.
0: Yeah, 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 whatever. Uh, such as Into the Riot Inverse, Radio Camp Half-Blood, and Half-Blood Report i know you guys don't read the percy jackson books but who do you think your godly parents would be thank you bye-bye
1: uh oh, who's the laziest god um the, the, the wine, laziest god the wine the wine god what's his name oh dionysus yeah that would be mine yep that is my that is my spirit animal that is me all the all the way avoiding responsibilities and drinking oh
0: love it <laughs> and, and and being mean to kids when you get the chance exactly
1: except for you sweetie we like you.
0: <laughs> yes, thank you, Amelia. Uh, I would say my my godly parent is probably Hephaestus, especially because of the line of work and just my general vibe of I like doing stuff with my hands. Hal, Alice. shut up! <laughs> <laughs> there are twelve year olds listening to this podcast.
1: Uh uh uh. I I'm so glad that we were up here and you knew exactly what I was about to say. <laughs>
0: Amelia, thank you for writing in.
1: Uh, thank you so much, Amelia.
0: I, I, uh, I listen. When I was twelve, I didn't talk to anybody. So the fact that you're emailing a podcast is courageous to me.
1: When I was twelve, I was probably reading these books, actually.
0: Oh God. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I was reading these books
1: when they first came out. Oh.
0: Oh. <laughs> oh. No uh uh amelia you're canceled for making this feel old anyway gg um we have another email hal do you remember carter from uh like a billion years ago
1: i barely remember what happened like an hour ago
0: (laughs) so uh i think it was like four or five episodes ago carter emailed us you remember the carter who's like i'm definitely not the carter from kane chronicles carter
1: uh again, I barely remember what happened to me like an hour ago.
0: He writes in saying thank you for reading my email on the podcast. Mm-hmm. I have a question for you to <clears throat> for you two. What made you decide to do a podcast centered around the other books that aren't about Percy Jackson? Thank you for that. Uh, thank you for reading my first email and I hope you read this one, Carter. Hal, do you remember how into the Riotiverse started? I do not actually. So what essentially happened was um I wanted to make a podcast reading through the books that weren't about Percy Jackson because every other Percy Jackson podcast starts with and reads Percy Jackson the Olympians or something like that so I'm like uh, that I'm gonna be different I want to read the other books that I've actually never read before so I'm gonna try and bother people to see who wants to do this with me Mm -hmm. and no one else wanted to and then I talked to you no the funny part was I complained about this on Twitter I'm like I have this great podcast idea I just want to co-host I don't know who to ask and one of the other Percy Jackson podcasters were like, Have you tried asking your friends? And I'm like, Oh, shit, I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> and so I asked generally in our group of friends, Who wants to do this? And you're like, Yeah, I'll do it. Whatever. And that's how Into the Riot ever started.
1: I'm sure you were expecting some amazing story about how we were sitting around in what, what, what's a, what's a, Stereotype location where people hang out a like, bar, like
0: around a campfire. Oh, yeah. oh, you you were thinking about how like cool people hang. I, I was thinking of like, 100. uh, what what was that old nineties show where they're like sitting around the campfire telling each other ghost stories? Are you afraid of the dark?
1: Oh okay. Yeah. I was thinking. I was thinking about Friends for a minute. I was like, that's we just sit d- in a coffee house
0: <laughs> at Central Park. Central Park. Yes. Well, then, that is uh, all the emails that I'm going to read because that's the only only emails we got that were nice and not what the hell is wrong with Hal's audio. We've (gasps) fixed Hal's audio. Hal's audio is going to be good-ish from now on.
1: Good-ish, okay.
0: (laughs) Good-ish, maybe, kind of. He'll still sound like, I I don't know, Steve Urkel. (laughs) GG. So let's get to reading uh the king chronicles red pyramids chapters 21 and 22 hal what did you rate chapter 21 aunt kitty to the rescue oh
1: this was like a this was a seven this was this was I a pretty that, good chapter
0: i also gave it a seven mm, how do you say do you say aunt or aunt 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 kitty yeah and then number 22 leroy meets the locker of doom i gave that an eight oof, we're tying up. One of these days I should actually go back through every podcast episode and figure out who's in the lead. I'm pretty sure it's you.
1: Yeah, I think I got I got a bunch of points in the beginning and then...
0: Yeah. And like, then everything slowly sort of tied pulled out. It out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Can you believe we've been doing this for a long time already?
1: <laughs> a long time.
0: Well, it would have... We, we, we'd have been done with a lot more episodes if, uh all that computer stuff never happened, and... If I could, if I was more assertive and yelling at you to sit down and record and you're like, but I don't want to.
1: Or you had a better schedule so that you could record not in the middle of the night.
0: I mean, listen, it's not my, it's not my fault that I work a nine to five job and then I use my weekends to take care of stuff around the house. Oh my God, I'm a dad. Yep. Congratulations. Uh, I don't even have kids. <laughs> yep. I, I sure fucking hope I don't have kids. Mm <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> all right, let's start our reading into chapter 21 Aunt Kitty to the rescue. Hal, what happens in this chapter?
1: Uh, we got another escape sequence.
0: Yeah, pretty great? much. I predicted this last week that they're gonna escape from whatever monster it was, they're gonna go to the airport. Uh, except in my prediction, I thought it was a mecha, mm-hmm. and as it turns out, it's not a mecha,
1: it is not, it is definitely not.
0: What what is waiting for them at the bottom of the Washington Monument?
1: Uh, it is the set animal, basically. It is it is an amalgamation of your worst nightmares, basically.
0: <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, it is described by Carter as uh, being as big as a horse with legs just as long. It was unnaturally lean, muscled body with shiny reddish gray fur. You could almost mistake it for a huge greyhound, except for the tail and the head. The tail was reptilian, forked at the end with triangular points like squid tentacles. Uh, the creature's head was over had oversized ears that were straight up like rabbit ears, but they were shaped more like ice cream cones, and they were curled inward and wider on the top. Uh, the creature's head could rotate almost three hundred and sixty degrees, so they could, so like they can hear anything. And the creature's snout was like an anteater's, long and curved. Except anteaters don't have razor sharp teeth. They don't. I'm pretty sure they don't though they mm-hmm. just have like like that long tongue that just they just stick into the little hole so they can eat ant this is wrong mm-hmm.
1: what well, that that is in fact what ant eaters do it is just I, your dirty mind
0: i know i i I'm just more conscious now that twelve year olds are listening to this podcast <laughs> and the, like, the amount uh, of the amount of things I've had to cut because I'm like I don't want this to be out there for a general audience, not just like a twelve year old audience
1: this is, but this is definitely what ant eaters do.
0: Yes. Um, something that Carter comments on is he's like, yo, those eyes, they be glowing. And Sadie's like, how can you see that far?
1: And we get we get this basically Carter starting to exhibit some of Horace's abilities. The sight of a falcon. If you know anything about falcons, they can I forget the exact amount, but it's like a mile or like <laughs> a mile around them.
0: Something like that, yeah. Imagine it being, like, a mile in the air, and you just, with clear details, see, like, an ant just chilling on a leaf.
1: And you're like, hmm, yummy.
0: What I love is that they, like, turn a face Bast, and she, her, all her hair is standing up. She looks like a puffy kitty. And they're, and they're and she's like, what? What are you looking at? And Carter remembers that, oh, yeah, cats get scared like that.
1: You know, Muffin specifically used to get scared like that.
0: Yeah. But it doesn't bode well if their godly cat friend is afraid of this creature. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, basically they are trying to just dis- they're trying to figure out how to escape, but Boss notes that taking the stairs will probably take too long for them to escape. So they decide to go out the window. Boss yep. decides that she's going to jump out the window because she is a cat and cats always land on their feet. And she wants Carter and Sadie to turn into birds again.
0: So Here's the thing: Cats do always land on their feet. They have like some kind of weird center of balance thing.
1: But, but- there is a difference between jumping off of a table or a couch and jumping off the Washington Monument, a What was it? A hundred and seventy feet up into the air. What? Five hundred and fifty-five uh, feet. What was the? It's over. Okay, meters. They were going by meters. Five hundred and fifty-five feet. I forget Sadie's English and yeah, music meters.
0: Sadie's from <laughs> Soviet Russia, exactly. I hit you,
1: but, but yeah, I like you're 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 quite high up into the air, air bust. I think, I mean, you're God and everything, but you know, this is this is quite quite dangerous.
0: She jumps out and she's like, "I'm free, don't, do dun, dun, free fallen.
1: Based on Bus' personality, I imagine her striking poses midair before she lands.
0: Yes, and Carter and Sadie are like, okay, so you want to do that? Have fun with that. What do we do? And boss is like, turn into birds and fly away. Mm-hmm.
1: Carter convinced Sadie to turn into a bird because of her, her frightening, her frightening experience last time. She's afraid to turn into a bird, but Carter does big brother things.
0: Sadie has low-key PTSD where she's like, "I if I turn into a bird, what if I never turn back to human?" And Carter's like, "Well, we can't worry about that now. We don't have time to unpack all of that. We got to go now."
1: <laughs> He's like, "Hey, I'll give you this head pat and let's move on." <laughs> you you good sister. But she turns into a bird and they they do the escape.
0: Wait, we're skipping a little bit where where boss is like you two turn into birds and meet me at the airport i'm gonna go fight this monster and sadie is like but you'll get killed i don't want to lose you too and she's like almost close to crying and boss is like oh dear sadie Mm -hmm. i'll I'll be fine just meet me at reagan national
1: it's like sweetie i'll be fine i am i am god and i have main character immunity
0: mm-hmm she yeets herself out, she plummeted straight toward the pavement, and just as soon as she should have died, she just sort of like spreads her arms and legs and just relaxes and lands on the floor. Like a cat. <laughs> help. Really? Let's do, 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 do a science experiment. Let's take a cat to the top of the Washington Monument and just yeet him off.
1: Do you have a cat?
0: Uh, I do not have cat. My sister oh, your, has cat. Oh, your
1: sister has cat.
0: And my sister will not sacrifice her cat like that.
1: <laughs> Are you sure? It is for science, after all.
0: So they turn back, <laughs> so Carter turns into a falcon, and Sadie turns back into a kite, and they start flying towards the airport. Escape. There are many times where Carter is like, ooh, mouse, or hey, I can just fly with the wind. And he has to be like, no, I gotta I gotta go to the airport. And Horace speaks in his mind, like, hey, dude, your willpower to stay human is, like, very important. If you just don't give a shit, you'll be like a bird the entire time, and you'll start to think like a bird. And then Carter's like, dude, you could have told me this before I turned into a bird. And Horace is like, well, I mean, if you gave me the keys, I could drive us.
1: I'm totally not trying to take over your body. What are you talking about?
0: Just give me the keys. I promise not to scratch up the paint.
1: Nothing suspicious about this at all. Just give me complete control over your body forever.
0: I'm just going to predict right now that Carter has to give him control at some point to like fight a big bad boss. And Horace goes insane, and then they have to convince Horace to be like, "Yo, you got to give Carter his body back."
1: You know, even though I love these books, it kind of plays out like a video game. Yeah, a little bit. It's a tiny, just a tiny bit. It plays out like that. Actually, makes it better.
0: I do like me some video games.
1: I I heavily enjoy my video games.
0: Mm -hmm. So. They go down to the airport, and Carter's like, "Okay, human and nothing happens and he starts to freak out a little bit, so he starts picturing his dad and all his memories with his dad and suddenly he's back to normal but Sadie mm, she's having some trouble
1: yep, she's having a panic attack, but she's able to, he's able to talk her out of it
0: What I like is <laughs> she's he, she's freaking out I'm just imagining this like predatory bird freaking out flapping about being like. Hoc-hoc! And you just walk past, and you just see this man, Carter, this boy, talking to a bird, being like, "Calm down. You just got to think about being human to turn human." And you're just mm. like, "Okay, I'm just gonna keep walking."
1: And I was like, "Oh, he's on something. Time to move on." But then she tries to she tries to fly away. He's like, "No, you have you have to stay here. You cannot just fly away to escape your problems." And I'm like, "Sis, I I feel your pain. I would also like <laughs> to fly away from my problems."
0: And so Carter just starts talking to Sadie and telling her about all his adventures with his dad, about, about getting stuck in the Venice airport and eating so many cannolis, about the time in Egypt where they found a scorpion in his sock and Julius had to kill it with a TV control, or how they got separated on the London Underground, and how he was scared until his dad found him. And all in all, she, he's just telling her all this to be like, uh, yo, chill out, until mm-hmm. eventually he has an idea.
1: He's like, why don't I just carry you?
0: Yeah. <laughs> he takes the leather bag out of Julius's magic box and wraps it around his forearm. And, is, and he's like, okay, sit, hop on. Uh, unfortunately, he kind of... A b- bird have sharp feet. Mm-hmm. And even with the magical cloth, he feels her sharp talons in his skin.
1: He's like, how to train your sister. Step one, do not claw off my arm. <laughs>
0: Um, so with Sadie and, uh, with Sadie on his arm, they start going to the airport to look for Bast.
1: And predictably a child walking, walking with a bird on his arm is like, Hey, this is suspicious. And they're stopped by the police. And it's like, Oh, oh, this is, and we're back to being topical.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it, I think it's kind of good that we're reading th- this book series now at a time where, like, Black Lives Matter is a big thing going on. Because mm-hmm. Carter goes into this whole thing about, like, you know, I have problems with cops.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm like, I know I know exactly how you feel.
0: Like, from seven, when, until he was, like, seven or eight, he was still a little cute kid, but, like, around when he turned 11... He started getting the look from cops, uh-huh, and anytime he didn't get the look from a cop, it'd be a pleasant surprise.
1: Oh, trust me, they were still looking. He just didn't see them looking,
0: yeah, oh man, this is this is a heavy dock mm-hmm. um, so he walks into the airport and I mean. Listen, I think it is still racial biasing for the cop to follow him, but I don't think the bird on his shoulder is helping him.
1: It's definitely, it's, it's definitely not, but there's there is a basis there that the likelihood that the bird is the only reason that he was stopped is highly questionable.
0: Like if Carter was a white guy walking with a bird, I think he would have been less likely to have been stopped.
1: But he, they luckily get saved by our, our favorite cat,
0: Aunt Kitty, Kitty. <laughs> um. So Boss shows up and she's dressed up like she's a rich woman in uh, a red-colored pantsuit, lots of gold jewelry, and a cashmere coat. Mm-hmm. And she starts brushing off Carter and being like, "Oh, I'm sorry, officer. This is my nephew. We're going to Memphis for a falconry competition." I hope he didn't cause any problems. We have to catch our flight. And then this is some ultimate boss... Of, this is some ultimate boss sass.
1: And it's like, of course it can fly, bird. Officer, it's a bird. He's <laughs> so like, no, he, the bird cannot fly on a plane. And she's like, oh, but, but I have paperwork. <laughs> he's like, the cop is like, my one weakness. No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah, she pulls out paperwork and she hands it to him. And he's like, oh, cool, um wait, you bought a first-class ticket for the bird? And Boss is like, yes, of course. Why wouldn't we? It's a very special bird, and I'm a very rich person. Don't question me. Mm. And I love how Boss is like, yeah, you, Carter, tell him. Everything I I said is correct. And Carter's like, yes, of course, Aunt Kitty.
1: Uh, Yes. (laughs) I like how he cannot see her. He's like, I can't see her as anything more than a cat. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Boss just looks at him like I'm gonna kill you later. That's it. Mm-hmm. The surprise twist isn't gonna be that set kills you. It's gonna be that I kill you.
1: Mm-hmm. Gigi.
0: And as they're leaving, boss is sort of like, "Hey, officer, you're pretty attractive. Nice uniform. You work out." And then they walk away. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, <laughs> distract him with your womanly wiles. They successfully dodge the police officer, and Carter's like, "How? How did you? How did you manage to change clothes like that?" And you have bird documentation just randomly? And Boss is like, yeah, mortals are weak. It's so easy to trick them. And she's like, I'm not actually wearing different clothes. This is just a glamour. And I'm like, Yep, we're back to we're back to magic hijinks.
0: Yep, we're back to magical hijinks. And Greek mythology, in Greek and Roman mythology we had the mist. Here we just get humans are dumb.
1: Oh, yeah, pretty much, yeah. And it's like, hmm, if they paid attention just like a tiny bit. Then they would probably realize all the the antics going on around them, and it's like, "Yep, I'm pretty sure this is pretty accurate." Then,
0: I mean, this line of thinking isn't that far off from reality. Mm-hmm. If you walk like you're supposed to be there and act like you're supposed to be there, no one will question why you're there. Mm-hmm. And so, boss is like, "Dude, you got to stop carrying that box around. Put it. You got to uh, put the. You got to put that box in the Duat. And Carter's like, "What?" And she's like, look, just imagine the Duat as a locker, think of a combination, and then throw your box into the locker. Mm.
1: And I love that he he actually does it, and the combination is retired Lakers numbers. Yep. 13,
0: 32, 33. Chamberlain, Johnson, and Abdul-Jabbar.
1: Yep, yep, He's, he's definitely a black kid in the 2000s.
0: Yep. And so the box disappears and he's like, Cool, can I get it back? And Boss is like, I don't know. Oh no, he's like he's like, Cool, can I get it back? And Boss is like, No, let's go.
1: Mm -hmm. He's like, Are you sure we can't get it back? And she's like, "Eh.
0: Yeah. Maybe. It's like fifty-fifty kid. Honestly, (laughs) I I I would I have more praise for Sadie than I do for you. I think you can barely lift a paper. Mm -hmm.
1: But that is that is the end of chapter twenty-one.
0: Which leads into Chapter Twenty Two: Leroy Meets the Locker of Doom.
1: It's like I, the I hate, I hate that Carter nicknames this thing Leroy. D- and I hate it, that too. It it, it it does what it's supposed to do. The set creature definitely does not be like being called Leroy. But I, I hate, I hate that. That's the out of all the names he could have came up with. He decided Leroy was.
0: Yeah, Leroy is a horrible name, but we're getting ahead of ourselves a little mm-hmm. bit. So they go through security. Um, the way that they describe how fast they get through security, I'm like, are you sure this is like a modern day airport?
1: Yeah, they have an attractive woman with them, so they get they get priority.
0: Yeah, but <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like how you're trying to use logic, and I'm like, when does the real world ever run on logic?
0: I, I love how Carter's like, well, we got through security really b- quick. Boss Knives didn't set up the alarm, so she probably put him in the duot. They didn't even try to put Sadie through the x-ray machine. I'm like, dude, she's a bird? <laughs> are, are, they, are, are they worried you're, like, bringing a bomb bird?
1: Mm. But then as they're, just as they're finished getting through security, someone screams out, Moose! Rabid moose, and I, I love that though. I love that the humans around them just see it as, see it as like a, a giant a giant loose moose. Yes, I did say loose moose.
0: <laughs> that's the power of suggestion for you. Honestly, that's the power of suggestion. Where if somebody says, I mean, that's even something that he comments on, where he's like, or, or something that boss com- comments is on. And she's like, no telling what the mortals will perceive. Now the idea will spread by power suggestion. And sure enough, more and more people are like, Moose! It's a moose! Oh, <gasps> Moose. <laughs> they took my job. They took his job. They took, they my, took job. my job. <laughs> they took my job.
1: They took my job. Kids, don't watch South Park, but also you guys should totally watch South Park.
0: I was watching South Park when I was like... 12, 11?
1: Yeah, but we shouldn't have been watching South Park when we were 11 or 12.
0: I mean, listen, we shouldn't have, but also we did, so that's that's done with.
1: And now we're depressed, we're depressed nerds in our mid-20s.
0: Listen, I, I I don't need any more reminder that I'm in... I, I'm in my early 20s, okay?
1: Uh, uh-uh, you're coming down this road with me. We're in our mid-20s.
0: You're in your mid-twenties i'm still in my early 20s Uh uh-huh
1: uh-huh keep 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 trying to keep trying to talk your way out of it
0: (laughs) i don't want to be old no it's too late so they're like okay crap how do we run and carter's like boss take sadie i'm gonna put on my big boy pants and fight this thing and Mm -hmm. we're like holy crap carter's gonna do something cool
1: and he manages to retrieve his retrieve the sword that he had um he had lost back in, in Luxor by reaching into the Duat and using his using using ancient Egyptian magic to to retrieve it. And I'm like, ah, oh, interesting.
0: This, this is just the force. This is literally what happened in the last Star Wars movie. Spoilers by the way, for anyone who hasn't seen a very bad movie that came out like a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but like in the final fight, they just like they're like okay, I'm gonna use the force to pull a lightsaber from out of nowhere. Jing! Mm-hmm.
1: Star Wars movies are, are interesting.
0: My my favorite thing about the last Star Wars movie is that they had a big promotional thing of like we have an LGBT character or like LGBT representation, and it was just at the end after they had won the big battle, two ki- two girls who had kissed. That's it. Mm-hmm. Very briefly. And that scene got cut out, depending on where it was where it was like being shown. So if it was in like China or Russia, no gay kiss.
1: Mm-hmm. It's like yes, you did. You did so much for, so much for the cause.
0: So Carter goes up to the set animal and he's like, "Listen, you know, so you don't have a name. You're you're like some big bad nameless monster. Well, I'm going to give you the lamest name possible. I'm going to call you Leroy."
1: He's like, "Set animals, too hard."
0: set animals too hard. And I'm like, dude, I mean, it's a, it, no, it's not. You're just, you're you a dumb child.
1: But he is he is actively trying to taunt, taunt the monster, and it definitely works, because I too would not enjoy being called Leroy.
0: <laughs> yeah. So he starts fighting off uh, the Leroy, I guess. And at one point, he, Leroy like, bites him. I'm, I'm just gonna keep calling him set animal, this is fucking stupid.
1: Uh, no, I like, I enjoy calling him Leroy. because You like
0: Leroy, the cringiest stupid name, but you don't like the intro podcast music.
1: Oh, that's different. Those are two completely different levels. I'm going to beat you up, pal. Two complete. Thank you for the, thank you for the theme song, by the way, but <laughs> wow. 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 Oh.
0: I love that. You're like, I don't like it. Thank you, by the way, but I don't like it.
1: Oh, it's like, it's like, oh. Oh, this is so corny. Oh, I get.
0: That's the point. It's a nice, upbeat, peppy, corny song. Like,
1: no, it's a super corny song. Not even just because you're
0: just because you're a depressed, sad being does not mean you have to yuck on my young.
1: Yeah, that you're you're I'm a year younger than you, young.
0: <laughs> so, um. So um so Carter is fighting Leroy and uh Leroy at some point bites him where like he had put the magical cloth, but he bites through it, so Carter's bleeding now.
1: It's like that arm is just like completely gone.
0: And Carter's like, what if I became a mecha? <laughs>
1: I like I like how Horace is on is on the inside. Like yeah yeah, let's let's kill this thing. And Carter's like, you be quiet. I'm doing all the work here. Mm-hmm. I would love if Horace was just like oh, and then just took all the energy back. <laughs> and, <laughs>
0: well, if uh, you're doing all the work,
1: then you don't then you don't need this Mecca, do you?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and Carter would be like, no, please, I need it. I need help, please. Mm-hmm.
1: And I love that the people are people are walking around him like Chicken Man. Chicken Man, get the, get, him, get the moose. And I'm like, this is the most hilarious mental image on the planet. Mm-hmm. Just like in the middle of what is probably a super crowded airport because this is the United States.
0: Yes. We <laughs> have chicken, chicken Man versus the moose. Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm like, this probably wouldn't actually attract this much attention. Knowing how our on force run.
0: Hell no. I'm pretty sure it, Like, if quarantine ever ended, if they found a cure for corona and everything, and everything was like settled uh the first if the first event to ever be like a publicly like you know selling tickets event was watch a man dressed as a chicken fight a moose and that should sell out in like two days
1: honestly honestly truly
0: everyone is that bored that they'll be like well i mean hey maybe it'll be good yeah, yeah. um
1: this is mild interest
0: so <laughs> So, they keep fighting, and I mean, I do like how Rick writes fight scenes, but also it's a lot of just, I swung my sword, he dodged, he tried to bite me, I dodged, I swung my sword again, he slightly dodged in a different way.
1: Backflip.
0: <laughs> Backflip, flip, aileron roll, do a barrel roll, throw people, the knife.
1: People scream. A lot of Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah I mean, it's just... It's the same thing in every of his books, but I still like it. It gives me a, a big chance to use my imagination.
1: And I love I love how he beats Leroy. He he takes him and pushes him into the duat. He's just yep. like, huh, if I can put my things in the duat, what if what if there was just some monster in there as well? <laughs>
0: And so he summons all of his energy. He like grabs him and he's like, you're going to the Duat and goes like, Voop! and mm-hmm. he just disappears.
1: And I'm like, yep, this, the Duat is now, now Hammer Space is the best thing ever.
0: Mm-hmm. And so uh, with all of this settled, he runs to the terminal to get on his flight. And I love how the uh, gate agent is like, so what's going on up there? Uh he's mm-hmm. like, Oh yeah, there was just a moose. It's on the control now. Just let me on the plane, please. I, I want to get on the plane. Mm-hmm. She's like, Moose, what happened? Moose just let me on the goddamn plane.
1: <laughs> I love I love how Boss is like, hey, what happened to the monster? And then you can imagine like a monologue going on and it's just like, What? You put it in your locker? <laughs>
0: Well, no, she's more surprised. She's like, you put the set animal in your locker. Do you know how much strength that requires? And, she, and he's like, yeah, I was there. <laughs>
1: he's like, I don't, I have a god inside of me. Shouldn't this be like easy mode?
0: And so boss, so like they're starting to take off and boss is like, oh, that's a nasty bite. Um, Magic, magic. Okay. You need to sleep for the magic to work. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: I, I, you know, you know, I know that was a joke, but I totally imagine Boss saying "magic, magic." <laughs> <laughs> just to just to mess with him, just like "magic, magic." Okay, go to sleep. She, she, she she's,
0: <laughs> she's just no, but she's saying it in ancient Egyptian, so it sounds a little more mystical. She's like, you know, magic, magic, sleep. Mm, That's it. She, it, it's not even magic. He, she, just like like waves her arm in front of Carter to distract Carter and then he, she just like bonks him on the head mm. and then he slumps and she's like ah, peace and quiet mm. but unfortunately Carter is a Rick Riordan protagonist and when you're a Rick Riordan protagonist you don't sleep peacefully of course not
1: you have visions of the future or you teleport across the across the country in order to see other people
0: yep our friend is a ba again. Good old Carter's a ba, and he's back in Phoenix, back near uh that Camelback Mountain area. And he sees this giant like pyramid that's under construction. He's like, "What?" But the pyramid of Giza and all those pyramids like around it, those took twenty something years to complete. How how is this almost done in like a week? Not even.
1: Oh no, it's not like we're surrounded by magical creatures and gods. How can this pyramid be almost done already?
0: And so he encounters two people, uh, a dark burly man, or a man, uh, a big burly man in red combat fatigues and a tall demon in leather armor. And the guy in red, he sounds like Set, but he looks completely different. He wasn't some slimy black thing that's on fire. He had a big, thick body, like a linebacker's meaty hands and a brutish face. Anytime I see the word meaty to describe someone's hands, I just think of like,
1: Big meaty claws.
0: Well, maybe we it wouldn't sound so bad if somebody didn't have big meaty claws.
1: <laughs> I, 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 I need you to know that you are not the only person that thought about that.
0: <laughs> Listen, I, 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 honestly love so much how Mr. Krabs was like, "Oh, it's on! You want to die? You want to see what these big meaty claws can fucking do?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> And SpongeBob is like, no, no, guys, we we can't do this. We can't fight. And then that one lady's like, so the talking cheese is saying something. I want to mm-hmm. imagine SpongeBob like, oh, you want to see what this talking cheese can do to you? Mm-hmm. So it's uh, there. There's some big scary stuff happening. Hal.
1: yeah. The demon, the demons, like, yes, master, we are almost complete with our super doomsday weapon. I mean, our base. Yes, this is totally our base and nothing else. And I love the monster's name, the demon, the demon's name is Face of Horror. And I'm like, wow, there's the most unoriginal name. And it's like, he came out ugly and they were like, oh my God, your face is horrible. Face of Horror, yes. Yes, you are about to have the most unfortunate childhood of your life.
0: I mean, Carlton even comments, he's like, man, I wonder how long it t- it took his mom to come up with that name. Bob? Nah, Sam. Nah. Ooh, face of horror. Mm. Nailed it.
1: And they got the guy, the guy is like, set is like, this is unacceptable. And face is like, but, 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 I think, I think we should. And then set is like, um, I don't pay you to think. In fact, I don't pay you at all. <laughs> it's like I wanted my pyramid done on my birthday, and you're not done before my birthday. How should I fight you?
0: Essentially, Seth's just a, like a drama queen on his sixteenth birthday, being like, "But Daddy, I want the pink Camaro."
1: What, what was that reference from? I know, I know, that was a reference to something. Uh,
0: well, the uh, "oh Daddy" part was like from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. What's uh, Veruca Salt?
1: No, the pink Camaro.
0: I, I oh, the, the pink the- Camaro. I have no idea where that came from. I, I was just thinking of Veruca Salt, where she's like, "But." Daddy, I want the squirrel! And I'm like, bruh, it's a squirrel. Hmm.
1: No, I know, I know that's a reference to something. I'm a, I'm a fine-out.
0: How? Hal, speaking of Rook Salt, you know what happens to her, right? No. The squirrels throw her down the chute because she's a bad nut.
1: And this is the end of our chapter for today. Our podcast for today.
0: No, it's not. Yep. Well, I mean, oh, that's actually another email we got that I just completely forgot about. I should really have written notes for this week, but I was really, really like, busy. Uh, that was another week. Uh, that was another email, a very rude email. Mm. <laughs> I didn't, like, stop with the nut puns. And I'm like, no. <laughs> I actually emailed back. I, I just said no. <laughs> I don't care what they reply. I. I, I just know said no.
1: I know you did not email back one of our <laughs> listeners to say no, I will not stop making these horrible puns that hurt my friends.
0: No, no, how? I, I didn't say that. All I said was no, period, said. <laughs>
1: uh...
0: Um, so yeah, said is like, I want it I want this pyramid finished on the sunrise of my birthday. No later, or I'll kick your tushy. And then uh, Face of Horror is like, dude, okay, sir, master, listen, Um, what if we we did something special, and Seth's so like, you're one sentence away from catching these hands.
1: <laughs> catching ancient Egyptian lasers.
0: <laughs> ancient Egyptian laser. So, uh, Face of Horror is like, well, if, annihil- if annihilation is your only uh, goal... Then you need to like become more powerful to have more chaos energy, and you know, you can become the Lord of Worlds, and Set's like, mmm, that has a good ring to it. And then uh face of danger is like, so listen, if we were to say capture the other like Nephthys, and then he's and then Set just kicks face in the chest. Mm.
1: Oh yeah, you were popping all that good stuff a second ago, then you got kicked in your chest. <laughs> Haha, I censored myself. Wow. Yeah, he's like, he's like, never speak that treacherous woman's name again.
0: Mm-hmm. And Fish is like, yes, Master, sorry, Master. But if we were to capture her and the others, think on the power you can consume. And then Set says, maybe it's time to use Amos Kane. And Carter in his brain is like, wait, Amos is here? And um, now Set's new plan, I guess, is to capture Horus Isis And Nephthys and Amos is going to help them. We'll have a nice little family reunion. And then he looks up to where Carter is and he's like, isn't that right, boy? And he starts reaching out for Carter when the chapter ends. Mm -hmm. And that concludes our reading for this week. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. So, as stated a little bit earlier, I didn't have the time to really research anything. There wasn't really much here to research.
1: Yeah, we had we had a pretty straightforward straightforward reading this, this week.
0: Yeah, so there's not really going to be a scrolling through the Egyptian age this week. But there is, of course, as for the rest of this podcast, there's going to be me being like, prediction time. So welcome to Consult the Divine. Mm. The part of the podcast where I try and predict what happens in the next two chapters because I have never read these books and I have no idea. But also, Rick Riordan is a, fa- a fairly predictable author
1: little bit, a little bit, a little
0: bit. Except I didn't catch the whole Horus and Isis thing until it literally was explained to me. Mm-hmm. So uh, what I think is going to happen. Well, Sadie's chapters are next. Um, I think we're going to have Sadie freaking out in her bird brain, being like, oh, God, I'm still a bird. Oh, God, I'm still a bird. Hey, why isn't Carter waking up? Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, I got to turn back to human so I could wake him up. And then I imagine she triumphs, wakes up, wakes him up. Uh, and then they land in Memphis. That's about it. I mean, I don't know where else it can go from there in the next two chapters, unless the rest of the book just for some reason takes place on this plane.
1: Hmm. I've had it with these. Um... Damn, I forgot the. I forgot the rest of the reference.
0: Motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane, but there's no snakes. It's birds.
1: Hmm. This bitch, Sadie, just wakes up and there's birds everywhere.
0: <laughs> Everyone turned into a bird. Everybody
1: do their bird.
0: But that, of course, concludes our readings for this week. Hal, any final thoughts on chapters 21 and 22? Uh...
1: I I always enjoy a good escape
0: chapter. I mean, there's been quite a lot of them in the first Uh, 20 chapters.
1: Yeah, quite a bit.
0: They're like, oh boy oh boy, oh boy, we got to escape, we got to run. And then like two chapters later, they're like, oh boy, we got to escape and run again. And then two <laughs> chapters later, they're like, well, I guess it's time to run again. <laughs> um. But yeah, I liked it. It was very nice. I liked, mainly I think what I liked is the whole, is Carter and Sadie starting to bond a little more and Carter being protective brother and being like, oh, Sadie, you... You dumb bird. You, you'll turn human soon.
1: I, I just imagine her just, like, just like get, trying to give her head pats while he, she's in bird form. And then she's just, like, pecking at him, like, I hate you.
0: Don't touch me. Hmm? But if that is all we have to say about these chapters, then it is time for our credits. If you liked this podcast, be sure to rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, particularly on Apple Podcasts. We're available anywhere podcasts are listened to. So, like Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, other podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know everything. Um, you don't? If you would like to come into contact with the show, we have several ways of doing that. You can email the show at IntoTheRyordiverse at gmail.com. Send us questions, comments, concerns. Hell, even come and say hi. Um, if I sent you an email that says no, period, you deserved it. Um, <laughs> I hate you If you want to contact the show on social media, we are on Twitter. Well, we, in quotation marks, are on Twitter at uh, uh You can follow us there. If you want to follow me personally on the social internet, I am on Twitter and on Instagram at the damn meme page. Damn is spelled D-A-M. Hal, where can they find you on social media?
1: Uh, you cannot find me anywhere on social media, for social media is a trap. Ah, ah, ah. Just message the show. I'll get the message.
0: Eventually. Uh, our theme music, our wonderful theme music that Hal loves so much.
1: So much. I love it. Yes. Yeah.
0: Was made by Kobe Ofi on Fiverr. You can find them on Fiverr.com F uh, I V E R R.com. Our um, our podcast logo was designed by Rampakoka. You can find him on Twitter at Rampakoka, R-A-N-P-O, wait, Rampakoka, R-A-N-P-A-K-O-K-A. And with that, I think we're done for this week. Hal, thank you for podcasting with me. We'll see you next week. Goodbye.
1: Adios.